0: You are listening to episode number 42 of Wife Teacher Mommy, the podcast. Why my panic attack was the best thing that ever happened to me. If you like raw and real, we're diving in deep today. You'll get to hear all about my panic attack that led me into the emergency room and why, like I said, I think it's one of the best things that ever happened. you're here listening to Wife Teacher Mommy, the podcast today. I'm your host, Kelsey Sorensen, a former elementary teacher turned homeschool mom. Whether you are a teacher or a homeschool parent, my goal at Wife Teacher Mommy is to provide you with both teaching ideas and mindset tools to help you live your absolute best teacher life. Be sure to hit subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss an episode. Now let's go. Hey, did you miss me or think I disappeared on you? This episode was supposed to air on Friday, but I wasn't able to get it turned into my podcast editor on time. And that was totally my bad. We went on a family vacation to San Diego over our fall break. It was a much needed rest and reprieve. And, you know, I think that we all need that from time to time. We just need to be able to step back, I had even some realizations about things we're going to be doing upcoming in the next few months over at Wife Teacher Mommy that I'll mention at the end of this episode. But because of that, I thought it was a week ahead of where I was, and I realized I was not able to get that episode turned in on time because I was out of town, was not near my podcast studio, so we're going to get it out as soon as we can. And so I apologize for that. I apologize for it airing late, but I promise you this show is not going anywhere. I am committed to being here and supporting you with an episode every week. And so now this week, you'll just get two episodes. You'll get last week's episode when I, as soon as we can get it on, and then you'll get this week's episode on Friday. So I apologize for that. Now, I want to address the title. So I called this episode Why My Panic Attack Was the Best Thing That Ever Happened to Me. And I really believe that it truly was one of the best things. And now I mean, I guess I said the best thing and maybe not the best. I mean, like marrying my husband and having my children. Those are definitely above my panic attack. And that sounds kind of crazy. But really, the reason why I'm so grateful this happened, and I'm going to share the whole story with you, like nothing, I'm holding nothing back, you guys, but I'm so grateful for it because it is what led me to something that I needed all along that I didn't know I needed. I was so go, 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 like get the next thing done. I'm a perfectionist. i am well a recovering perfectionist. I'm a go-getter. I'm like, I just, you know, always want to be doing my best. And while that's a good thing, it was definitely too much. I was pushing myself so hard. And also my whole life, I had these thought patterns of being worried and anxious. And I thought it was just part of my personality, but I've learned that really that is not part of my personality. That is just thought patterns in my brain. That I can work to rewire and that I have been doing and will continue to do. So we'll get more into that. That's just kind of a little sneak peek about why I think it's the best thing that happened to me. So today I'm going to share that story. And like I mentioned, is it more personal? But along the way, I plan on sharing what I learned and how it will apply to you as well. So this is really a peek into a really raw experience that happened to me. But also, I'm not sharing this with you just to be like, oh, this happened to me, so sad or whatever. But no. I want you to learn some of the things I learned while hopefully you don't have to go to the ER and have a panic attack to get there. So I'm going to share what I learned along the way. So first off, three years ago, on October 19th, 2019, I had Peter, my third, and as of right now, what we plan on, final child. And he is adorable. I just love this boy so much. I can't wait to celebrate his birthday in two days. Um, By the time you're listening, it'll be Last week. But I had him three years ago. And it's crazy to think that it was three years ago because this was a crazy time for me. So his labor, it was a bit scary. So as I mentioned, he was my third child. But this labor dragged on and on and on compared to the others. And there were just some things that happened. He was admitted early. So he wasn't even due until the 29th. But we were admitted early because of his heart rate. It was too low. That was scary he also was turned the wrong way. And if you knew me, one of the things that I was so anxious about with getting pregnant, even like before I ever got pregnant the first time, was having a C-section because I just, the thought of being cut open was absolutely terrifying to me. And I know that some people like they do it and it's totally fine. And some even prefer that. But for me, that was like a worst nightmare situation. So being there terrified that he's turned the wrong way, if they don't get him to turn, we're going to have to do a C-section. That was terrifying my epidural kept coming undone. It didn't work. So for me, like, you know, and again, I know this is like nothing compared to so many birth stories I've heard, but to me, it felt like quite a traumatizing experience compared to how my labors were with my other two children and my current thought patterns that were just going on in my mind that turned everything into a much bigger situation than it was. I remember getting mad at my husband (laughs) for sleeping while I was just laying there stressing in pain. And I'm like, what are you doing, babe? But you know, this labor, it was like over 24 hours. So it was like, of course, he was going to take some time sleeping, even though I didn't. But that aside, that was the crazy labor. But in addition to that, there were also a lot of things going on in my personal life, my family life, and a big work stressor came up. And if anybody's listening who is a TPT seller or was back in October 2019, you might remember that there was uh, some new laws that were passed about sales tax. There were some crazy things going on, where it was causing the seller community to go into uproar and be like, oh my goodness, like, how is this going to impact us? How are we even going to handle this? Like, it was really stressful. And so all that was happening as some personal things that I'm not going to mention on this podcast because they involve other people. And then just family life and having another baby and just, you know, having a business or taking time off when it's a company you own that's really relying on you. That's, you know, kind of a challenging thing. And the funny thing is, I thought, you know, leaving teaching, things would be so much easier. Like, I remember... When I was in tears in the classroom so many times when things would pile up and I naively thought that, you know, if I just wasn't in the classroom, everything was going to be fine and dandy and amazing. So I'm like, you know, if I just move into doing wife, teacher, mommy, and I'm in a role where I'm just supporting teachers full time, it's going to be so easy. But what I learned is that while I changed the circumstance of no longer being in the classroom physically myself, for me personally, it didn't change the fact that when stressful situations came up, I still didn't know how to handle it all. It was just different. But then when I threw a third baby on top of it, that is when I hit the breaking point. So for the first few days after coming home, Peter was such a good baby. He was sleeping through the night. Neither of my other children had done this. So you would think I would be sleeping and doing really well. However, something just didn't feel right. I just felt a little bit off at first. But then we get to a few days later. I was awake for 36 hours straight because every time I would try to go to sleep, my body would just jolt me back awake. And it would be like I almost like lost my breath, like it was gone. And I just like could not breathe. My body would just jolt me right back awake. And it was just the most terrifying feeling. I felt like I couldn't breathe. My body was going crazy on me. So I was crying. I couldn't stop. My husband was scared and he was struggling to sleep because he's like, what do I do while well, my wife is just right here crying, freaking out, can't sleep, really honestly already having like smaller versions of a panic attack. And then eventually it just got so bad. I was you know, in complete panic and everything. We ended up going to the emergency room because I, at this point, it got to the point where I really felt like I was having a heart attack and I was completely convinced that I was going to die. So we went to the emergency room and we were there for quite some time. They had me on lots of IVs. They took me to do chest x-rays, lots of things. Honestly, it's kind of a blur because it was such a crazy time. And again, I had not been sleeping. I was so weak that when I had to get up to do the x-ray, I could barely walk. So they admitted me. They told me I had postpartum anxiety. It wasn't a heart attack or anything. And then they recommended that I take some major sleeping medication to sleep. And for the first while after this, that actually was the only way I was able to go to sleep was by taking this powerful sleeping medication. So the next day I saw a midwife and I, again, they mentioned that I had postpartum anxiety. And I was like, they were like, hey, you got to do something about that. They recommended medication, which I got on. They recommended I go to a postpartum anxiety group and get therapy. So I did the medication and the therapy. I didn't do the postpartum anxiety group because I felt like I didn't have time for that. Now I look back and I'm like, "Hmm, I probably should have done that with my new mindset that I have now. But luckily, I did those two things and they helped a lot. My therapist was great. My medication definitely helped take off the edge. And I made a lot of progress with those two things. The interesting thing is, you know, in therapy and even in coaching and everything, A lot of the tools that they use to help you recenter yourself and get over anxiety involve breathing, breathing exercises. But for me, breathing, anything that involved breathing or paying attention to my breath was triggering because remember just a few weeks before I was having this problem where I would jolt awake and then I wouldn't be able to breathe. So whenever I thought about my breath, it kind of brought me back to that situation. So it just started making me get anxious and kind of all those feelings would come back up. So it was really interesting because any of those things that my therapist recommended, recommend would be like, no, I can't do that. So luckily, she was very accommodating and found other ways. So she was very, very kind and patient with me. So I definitely, if you get to this point, you definitely need a therapist, like a trained, licensed therapist who knows trauma. Like this was definitely traumatic for me. OK, so let's fast forward to a few months later, January of 2020. I made a lot of progress at that point. I was seeing my therapist. I was taking my medications. I was still triggered by breathing exercises, but I'd found other ones that worked well for me. And while I wasn't having that deliberating anxiety, I was still definitely struggling with targeted anxiety in certain situations, even more than was normal for me. And what I didn't even realize at the time that normal for me is was definitely way above normal. <laughs> so I was definitely still struggling a bit. So at one point, I was struggling with holding a boundary with a responsibility that somebody was offering to me at my church. And, you know, it's on a volunteer basis. No one was honestly trying to pressure me to do anything, but I was putting that pressure on myself. Like, you know, because in the culture, it's like, you kind of don't want to say no, you know? And I feel like that happens a lot at our jobs, at school and everything, like saying no to things is really hard. So I posted in a Facebook group about it and I just totally spilled my guts, but I didn't only talk about what I was struggling about saying no to. But I told the whole story. I told everything basically that I told you without any of the hindsight. Like I mentioned the whole panic attack, postpartum anxiety, therapy, medication, all of that. And that I was still kind of struggling with things. And I got lots of helpful comments, but there was one that really stood out and I wanted to actually share it with all of you. So I went and I found the group and I found my original post. It was actually really interesting to read and see how far I've come. But one of the comments really stood out to me and I actually went back and found it. And I'm going to read it to you. So they put a bunch of hearts and they said, Postpartum anxiety is no joke. Sending all the loves to you. But please hear me. You need more help beyond putting this fire out. Look up Liz Langston on Facebook. She is a postpartum life coach. Saying she will change your entire life is not any exaggeration. She does free consults. And even if that is all you do with her, you'll get some amazing help. Even if you're thinking, I have come so far and I'm functioning fine, reach out to her heart emoji. And this really stood out to me because I was thinking like, I have come so far. I'm functioning fine. That last sentence she did, I'm functioning fine. But I was like, but yeah, I made this post and yet I'm still kind of struggling with things. What can it hurt to do a free consult? So I signed up for it, even though I was really kind of scared and nervous about it because I had no idea what to expect. And I don't like being pressured because they knew like, you know, with it being a consult that she was going to obviously offer me something to keep working with her. But I knew that I needed the help. So I did it. I was like, I'll just do the consult and we'll see how it goes. So I did. And it was very enlightening to me. It was she just completely understood where I was at and what I needed. So at the end, she offered me a package to continue to work with her for three months. And I was nervous because it was definitely more than the therapy, especially because it's not covered by insurance. Because coaching isn't medical therapy. It's a medical expense. It looks more in the past traumas, et cetera where coaching helps you look at your current thought patterns and see how they are and aren't serving you. But it's not technically a medical thing. That's why it definitely wasn't like if I would have gone when I was having the ER thing and like, oh, hey, let's do life coaching. That was not the right thing for me at that time. I definitely needed a therapist. But now when I was kind of like, hey, how do I move forward now that I have been kind of working through this and now I just need to figure out how to move forward. That was what I needed at that time. So I took her package anyway, because I can see how working with her would make such a difference for me. I knew I couldn't put a price on my happiness and well-being. Like, if this is what would help me to finally break through all of these thought patterns that I realized on this consult have been affecting me my entire life, I just could not put a price on that. And that was my first step towards what is going to be, honestly, what I see being a lifelong journey in this work for me. And it was the best thing that could have happened at that time. So I worked with her for that full three-month package. And that was where I got to send messages to her and we would go back and forth. I learned the self-coaching model. And I've talked about this on some other episodes, but this was created by Brooke Castillo. And it's a five-step model. It's C-T-F-A-R. So your circumstances are neutral. And then your thoughts about them are what create your feelings, drive your actions, and creates the results you have in your life. It sounds so simple, but when you really learn it and apply these tools to your life, it is a game changer. So I learned that model. I learned what it looks like to really feel your feelings in your body and for me in my body to like feel them. And I struggled with that. I, It felt woo-woo to me at first. I'm like, I don't do (laughs) woo-woo. Like That's not me. But when I was like, oh my goodness, when I tried it, Lizzie got through to me. She was patient with me, you guys. Like it was definitely not something I was like, no, I'm like a person who's like, no, this is a waste of time. But like I tried it and learning how to feel and process your feelings, it is a game changer. It is what we all need to be doing. We need to be taking moments to do that. So the coaching helps so much with that. And again, like I mentioned, I learned that so much of the anxiety I felt my entire life. Like I had been diagnosed with postpartum anxiety, but that was really just the breaking point. I had had these thought patterns my whole life. I'd always been labeled as a worrier and nervous by well-meaning people in my life, family members, teachers. And I'd remembered, I'd really taken on that label and it was ingrained in me. I was just like, yeah, I am a warrior. Like it was part of me, part of my personality. It affected me forever. And it was with coaching the first time that I was able to analyze that. I'd look at what are the actual thoughts that are driving these feelings. I had not been doing that. And when I did, I realized that it's these thought patterns that are driving so much of this for me. So I'm so grateful for that breaking point that helped me find what I finally needed. So coaching, the model, learning to feel and truly process my feelings. I truly believe that I was led to this work by God or, I mean, this isn't a religious podcast, but the universe, fate, destiny, whatever you believe, I believe that this was truly meant to happen. So I continued working with Lizzie. I worked with her for two more six-month packages after that, where I got to work with her one-on-one and do Zoom calls with her for 15 months, and then her group program after that. And what I learned from joining her group program and then other group programs I've joined since is you don't even need one-on-one calls to learn this stuff. You don't have to pay the thousands of dollars of a cost to work one-on-one with a life coach. You can join a group program and get a similar experience. So every week I tuned into these calls and what I discovered is I may not always be able to do the one-on-one coaching, but I will never not be part of a coaching program. This is a work I want to continue to have be part of my life forever. And that is why we added coaching into Wife, Teacher, Mommy Club, because I know teachers are burned out, they're stressed, and they need this just as much, if not more, than I did. So that is why I collaborate with Chrissy Nichols from The Chrissy Concept, and she comes and she does coaching inside the club for our members at no additional cost. And I'm currently in some other programs, Jody Moore's Be Bold program, and I plan to join Self-Coaching Scholars with the original coach, Brooke Castillo, very soon And get my own coaching certification. I mean, that may sound crazy. It is a huge investment to get my own certification. But I am invested in this work and not only living my best life, but helping you and thousands of other teachers live their best lives, too. It is just a bug that has bit me. And I just I can't let it go. I am all in with this. So we have this in the club. I'm going to get my own certifications. Chrissy is a coach. Me as a coach. I'm just so invested in that. So now that I've shared my story with coaching and how much it helped me, here are a few takeaways that I learned that I think might be helpful for you too. So number one is that changing your circumstance doesn't always solve the underlying problem. So for example, for me, going from working in a classroom to working in my own business, I still had the same anxiety about getting all the things done for my job. And that was changing a circumstance. And now for some people, if they were in like a super stressful school And then they moved to another school where the environment was way better. And maybe that does help change it. It can't. I'm not saying it can't. But I'm saying that sometimes if the circumstance is not the problem, which for me it was not, we might think it is, but it might actually be somewhere else in the model. So for me, it was in my thought line. So remember, we have the circumstance line in the model. Then we have the thought line. So our thoughts are powerful. What we think is what drives our feelings. So our thoughts drive our feelings and then our feelings drive our actions which create our results this is the self coaching model that we use so when we can notice our thoughts and you can start doing this right away like right now realize when you are feeling something and you are feeling anxious don't just notice the feeling but then be like okay what am i thinking that is causing this feeling and it it is a game changer so that is another thing i want to share so changing the circumstance it's not always that sometimes it's your thoughts Sometimes it's somewhere else in the model. So just something really interesting I've learned. Another thing I want to share with you is that really don't wait until you hit a breaking point to start taking care of yourself. I don't want you to have to go to the ER and get a super expensive ER bill like I did because you're having a panic attack, because you didn't take the time to just do some prevention ahead of time and take care of yourself and notice your thoughts and how they are driving your feelings and your actions and results in your life. And even if it's not super dire, even if you're like, Kelsey, I'm not an anxious person like you're describing like you were. That's fine. I'm glad for you. I'm really glad for you. I do know that a lot of teachers are because I've talked to a lot of teachers and even some of my teacher friends and everything. We were all just in the anxiety, in the drama together. And so I see it happen. But no matter where you're at, you can always notice your thoughts and make improvements. Like even now, I am far from done with this. I am still learning all the time. But start now to take time for that self-care. So whether that's if you're like, you know, kind of where I was at the beginning of this episode in October 2019, if you need some medication and therapy, great. I still take medication. I take it as a preventative measure. I have not gotten off of it. Other things you can do are coaching, self-help books or just, you know, some true self-care, journaling, soul searching, whatever it is that refills your cup. The next thing is go for progress, not perfection. You're never going to hit perfection. So as I've talked about before, own your wins along the way. So when you realize like, hey, I was feeling anxious and I noticed it. And then I realized what I was thinking that caused it. It's like it's still going to happen. But if you can notice like, wow, I actually noticed it this time. Or I even noticed after the fact. I realized that yesterday I did that. Such a win. So notice when you do that and give yourself credit for it. And along with that, give yourself grace when you fall short too, because we're all going to from time to time. For example, even with this podcast today, I have been super dedicated to getting an episode out for you every single Friday. And that has been a goal of mine. It's a passion of mine. And, you know, this one is not going out on the Friday. It's going out a bit late. But you know what? I made it 41 episodes before making one that's just a little bit late. I'm still doing it. And so, you know what? I'm giving myself some grace. Like things just happen. So, I want you to do that same thing for yourself. Give yourself grace when you find yourself slipping up on a goal or when you find yourself getting more anxious than you want to. It's okay. We're all human. We're going to do that. One more thing. If you want an accountability buddy or just to get some coaching like I did, I would love for you to join us in a coaching call in Wife Teacher Mommy Club. As I mentioned, I am just so passionate about it. I bet you can tell just by listening to me talk about it. And it is hands down the most affordable way to get access to life coaching with a certified coach from the Life Coach School. And it's tailored just to you as a teacher. We're here. We get it. We get the struggles you are facing and the other members, everybody in the club, they're in the trenches with you too. So while my panic attack happened after being in the classroom, I could have definitely used it in my times when I was in tears in the classroom. Like I really wish I'd had it then. And here are some examples of what some of our members have been coached through. So one of our members was coached on being excluded by her teacher friends. And it was a lesson in how you can show confidence through being vulnerable. And as I was listening to that, I was like, oh my goodness, I can so relate to this. I think we've all felt excluded from time to time where we feel like, why am I being left out? It was just so relatable. Another member was coached on being able to take time for yourself and she was struggling with taking even, you know, Chrissy was offering different options, even 10 minutes of her time. So what we finally ended with is that the thought that she ended with was, I am worth 10 minutes of my time. And if you're not struggling, if you're like, oh, I give myself that, then, you know, it could be more or it could be something else, but we can always relate it to ourselves. Another member came on for coaching with help staying on top of all the things that we learned about how our brains will sometimes argue our own limitations based on the past, but it doesn't define us in the present. Another member was coached through feelings of disappointment and anger from not having her contract renewed for next year. We learned how to find all of our wins anyways and truly celebrate them. So those are just some examples of like real life situations, but you can bring your own of any kind. You can either bring your own or you can listen to others and learn from them getting coached. So even if you don't want to necessarily do it yourself, you learn so much just from listening to it. Like that's what I do in the group programs I'm in. I plug in my AirPods and I listen to other people get coached because I can't always make them live. And I learn so much just from listening. So to get a taste of coaching, be sure to listen to episode 39 of the podcast, where we put a replay of an entire coaching call for you to listen to. As a member, you'll also get all the calls that happen on a private podcast just like this so you can listen anytime. Plus, you get all the resources. The club is really a fabulous deal because, you know, I mentioned some other coaching memberships earlier in this episode. Even the ones they mentioned, every coaching membership I've seen costs more than the club, and there are no teaching resources involved. Like we just wanted to make this a total no-brainer for you. Plus, we have some fun swag that we're sending every new member who joins us before we close the doors to the club. We're closing them soon so we can focus more on our new members. And of course they will open again, but it'll just be closed for a time while we kind of focus on our community. Another fun thing is we are planning our winter break, educate, and rejuvenate, but As I mentioned earlier in this episode, when we went on a trip, I was kind of going back and reflecting and I was like, you know what? I can't do a full big event like we did back in June during Christmas break, where it's going to be, you know, only a few days after Christmas. My team and I, we need to build and enjoy time with our families and that would just cause a lot of stress. You know what? We can't do the full big event, but we're going to do a mini one-day Educate and Rejuvenate just for our members. So more details to come, but if you're in the club, It's all for you. So make sure to join us. It's going to be a great time. You can go to wifeteachermommyclub.com to learn more. And one last thought I want to share with you on today's episode. I saw an image on Facebook that just tied in perfectly with this. And it was not attributed to anything. I'm not sure where this image was taken or who originally quoted it, but it was a banner in front of a school. And what it said is, I love when I realize I'm handling a situation better than my old self would have. And that just hit me. I'm like, I feel so empowered by that because I realize that I am handling things. Like I have a lot of stress going on in my life right now. I'm not perfect, never will be. I mean, like this episode airing late and there are a lot of things going on in my world right now, both work and personal. And frankly, I still get stressed out about some of them. There are always things. I'm a work in progress. We all are. But the difference is when you're able to snap out of it sooner than you were able to before because you've learned tools that will help you to handle them. So I just love when I realize like, wow, I'm going through a hard thing and I'm handling it better than I would have three years ago. Like that alone is a huge win. And now that I've been able to learn it more myself and continue that work always, I want to help others too, the kids I teach and you. And it can be the same as you continue to listen to this podcast. And if you want to take it another step further and maybe try a coaching call in the club to help you make those mindset shifts in your life. On the next episode, I'll be interviewing Lizzie Langston, my first life coach, who I mentioned in this episode. She's not only a life coach, but she's also a mom, like so many of you, and she has several years of homeschooling experience. I can't wait for you all to learn from her and have a super fun interview with her. We're going to be recording that tomorrow. So, can't wait. For now, I just want to say how much I appreciate you being here. Thank you for listening. And I'm just so happy that you're here and that you want to make improvements to your teacher life and that we're doing this together. I hope you learned something from this episode that will help you make even just a tiny adjustment that will help you live your best teacher life. If you're enjoying this podcast, be sure to hit subscribe so you don't miss an episode. And if you're ready to take the next step with me, then you are going to love Wife Teacher Mommy Club. Our top-selling resources for pre-K through sixth grades have been used and loved by tens of thousands of teachers. The club gives you one-click access to all of them to meet the needs of every child you teach while saving tons of time. Plus, you'll have our certified life coach in your back pocket with several monthly workshops and an Ask a Coach portal you can use 24-7. The combo of resources and coaching is our secret sauce to your best teacher life. Think of my team and I as your personal team, doing the lesson planning for you and on the sidelines coaching you and cheering you on as you focus on what you do best impacting the children you teach plus if you're loving this podcast you'll also have access to our private podcast just for members where i continue the conversation with all of our guests with members only bonus episodes and don't forget the club with vip access to educate and rejuvenate our summer conference and our private facebook community full of like-minded educators supporting each other you do so much for everyone else so it's time to invest in yourself Your teacher friends' jaws will drop when they see just how quickly you finish your planning. Not to mention the glow of the happier, more fulfilled you. Head on over to WifeTeacherMommyClub.com to learn more.